Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombs Show on ESPN in association with Betfred. Good to have you with us, gang. Here we are then, draft week, just a few days away from the big show. More draft intel coming your way on the latest college days, courtesy of Ben Isaacs, the best lineman likely to go in the first round. Best defensive players. It is a stacked cornerback class. If your team is looking for help in the secondary, well, you're in the right place. The latest on the 49ers and what they might do with a number three pick and plenty more besides coming your way. So let's get straight down to business. I am surprised as you are, Benedict Isaacs, the college days is still rolling. Here we are, three episodes in. Well, yeah, I mean, clearly we've not been we've not been expelled from Nat Coombs U. But that <laughs> that might be because because you're the dean. I am the dean. That's I like that. I want a mug saying dean. That's what I want. Uh, good to see you, bud. Here we are then. Draft week. Uh, a lot to get into. Now, first things first, dropping some breaking news. You and I are going to release a pod Friday morning. Right. We're thinking it should drop. Depends how early we get out of bed after two hours sleep. But exactly. We're thinking it should drop at 10 o'clock. We'll aim for 10 o'clock. Either way, keep your eyes in his peel Friday morning. A fast reaction to the first round of the draft, courtesy of me and Ben. So that's dropping Friday morning for your listening pleasure. Second thing, we have covered a lot of ground already, right? So if you haven't heard the episodes on quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, and Kyle Pitts, <laughs> go, go and check those out back in the vault uh, over the last couple of weeks. And before we get into today's episode, where we're going to look at the top defensive players 
offensive linemen as well, tackles in particular. Interesting development, courtesy of Ian Rappaport, NFL insider. The number three pick saga just goes from sublime to ridiculous. <laughs> now, apparently, it's not between Mac Jones and Justin Fields. Justin Fields still out of the equation. Trey Lance is who the 49ers are seriously considering taking it through. According to Rappaport's story, and we know he's bang on the money most of the time, various sources have given him that. Have the 49ers really moved up to number three in the draft, Ben, to take Mac Jones or Trey Lance? Well, put it this way. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Mac Jones as a, as, a, as a top three pick. I describe him as competent. Um, Trey Lance at least has a lot of upside. It's just he needs he needs a lot of work. He's not played enough football, uh, and that's not his fault. You know, he's young, and um, North Dakota State only played one game with him last season. He's going to need to sit wherever wherever he's drafted. He needs to be in just the right spot. He needs to have a starting quarterback ahead of him who can play for a season, maybe two seasons until Trey Lance is totally ready. And then Trey Lance could easily be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Are you not going to take now, a, the 49ers, a third overall though and, and have him sit for two seasons? It's just not going to happen. If you, I mean, you know, if you feel he's the future of the franchise, if you feel you're going to get 15 seasons potentially out of him, then maybe you would. But you, mm. the thing is, when you do that, you've got to have so much confidence in your current starting quarterback. Now, I've, I've said that I think the Atlanta Falcons should take Justin Fields and have him sit behind Matt Ryan, who has clearly only got a couple of years left in Atlanta. We obviously know about how Aaron Rodgers sat for a long time behind Brett Favre. Not that Brett Favre was keen on having this, this kid <laughs> over his shoulder, but you know he, he dealt with it. Jimmy Garoppolo is not one of those guys. He's still... He's still relatively young and inexperienced compared with the likes of Matt Ryan and Brett Favre in those situations. So if it was Trey Lance, I'm not convinced that Jimmy Garoppolo is the right player to have him sit behind because Jimmy Garoppolo is going to think this was meant to be my team. Mm. I'm still young. Why should I show this guy the ropes to take over my job? Yeah, because it's a good point. It's not like you're taking a quarterback round four. We'll see how we get on with him. Maybe he can be the successor two, three years down the line, big maybe, it's worth a, a punt versus you taking somebody. It, I mean, it happened last year with Love and, and Rogers, right? Mm. This You're taking a quarterback in the first round, let alone third overall. He is your guy imminently. There's no way that you're going to, unless you go and win a Super Bowl or, or you know, back-to-back Super Bowls or back-to-back MVPs or something that ridiculous. There's no way Garoppolo has that gig long-term. So he's not going to be motivated. I mean... No. Really, really interesting. But here's what I don't get. Neither Mac Jones or Trey Lance, before the 49ers moved up, were anywhere remotely near the three spot. I get when there is, Fields would be the obvious example, right? Interest from a number of teams potentially for him. Why a team would move up and maybe overreach to get to get their guy. And we talked about this draft strategy before. I like, I like those front offices those personnel crews that say, this is our guy. I don't care if you and you and you have him seven places lower than I do on a draft board. I want to go get him. But this is an altogether different proposition. Unless, is there something we didn't know, Ben? Are they, uh, are there like to be other teams looking for quarterbacks who were as serious or are as serious, I should say, on Mac Jones and, and Trey Lawrence as the 49ers apparently are? It is It is absolutely possible. And the, they will have known. I mean, it's, we've known for some time. Trevor Lawrence will go number one. And we're pretty certain that Zach Wilson will go 
number two. So if the 49ers were, if, if they've got a quarterback in mind, which my guess is they do have a quarterback in mind, not just, I want one of these three guys. That's why you go up to number three, mm. because then you've got the full pick from the remaining quarterbacks. If you trade to like number five, then if you just like all three of those guys, you can, you can give up a lot less and be like, right, whoever's at number five, we like these guys all pretty much the same. We'll take them. Mm. And the thing is, is that until all this happened, you could have got Mac Jones at number five. You could have got him lower. So whatever they, you know, it reminds me a little bit and 49ers fans, you know, please don't get too horrified. It reminds me a little bit of the Bears drafting Trubisky Mm -hmm. in that they went against conventional wisdom on who the, you know, Deshaun Watson was by far the number one quarterback coming in. Um, Patrick Mahomes has clearly overtaken him, but you know, there's a lot of revisionist Mm. history. Why didn't the Bears take Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes in college was not really the Patrick Mahomes we're seeing right now. People did not expect that. But Deshaun Watson. surprised to see him go 10 in many ways. Deshaun Watson was meant to be the guy out of all those quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And they clearly wanted Trubisky, that that was the guy they wanted. That was the the research they'd done. He, he He was their guy. And we could only assume if the 49ers take Mac Jones is that that's what, that's what they've been thinking. That's the guy. We don't want anybody messing up. We cannot take any chances. It's mm. going to be him. Whoever they take at number three, that is who they intended to take when they made that deal. They didn't make the deal and then sit down and be like, oh, now we've got to pick a quarterback. They will have known. And obviously, they're not going to say anything right now, but Lynch and Shanahan when they made that call to the Dolphins, they knew exactly what name they were writing down on a piece of paper mm. come draft day. If that's Mac Jones, it's Mac Jones, but that wouldn't be the pick that I would make. I think it's going to be Mac Jones. And, 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 and in a way, I hope it is because that will send what happens next into super interesting territory as opposed to... Uh, speaking of super interesting territory, let's get down to business because Ollie, our producer, as we know, a, a man that is built on lives for research, lives for stats and data. There isn't really a waking moment that he isn't completely head down in the books, piles and piles of scrawlings of data and paper everywhere. <laughs> uh, I came up with a really interesting one just before we we uh, started recording the show. There is a distinct possibility by your estimation, Ben, particularly if things play out as we've just said, right? And, and those three go one, two, three to Wilson going third, that we might not see a defensive player taken in the first 10 picks of the draft, right? We think that's a, that's a, 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 a credible, a viable outcome. Yes, it, it really is. Ollie, our uh, producer, suggests it's never happened. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is extremely unusual. I mean, usually there's a defensive candidate who is going to go pretty high, even if it's a, a big draft for offensive players. There's usually a guy who everyone's like, that's the defensive player. Like, like Chase Young last year, who was the best player in that in that draft there's usually Mm -hmm. a guy and it's not that this is a a weak first round for defensive players it's just they are not coveted like the quarterbacks and wide receivers are right now they are not at such a high level now the dallas cowboys i think will go defense yeah um, which would which would ruin this no defensive picks in the top 10 but that's if the dallas cowboys don't trade down because they might be able to so if somebody's trying to trade up to get, you know, a wide receiver, then maybe the Cowboys go down a couple of picks and can still get, say, the cornerback 
that they want. I mean, there's a lot of good cornerbacks. It's a very, very deep class of cornerbacks. A lot of particularly so, deep class of cornerbacks whose parents also played in the NFL, which yeah, uh, it's, it's the best very, year ever for that, right? <laughs> very weird. I mean, it just seems like we're going to have the all NFL secondaries are just going to be the spawn of um, previous NFL players. So on the Cowboys, so there's buzz as always is around the Cowboys that they're going to do something outlandish and, <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it seems that moving up for Pitts is is that will they go for that? And and it, it honestly wouldn't surprise me. Although they're stacked offensively, they need help defensively. It wouldn't surprise me if Jerry Jones. It's exactly the kind of thing I could imagine him doing. But let's assume that sense prevails. And obviously, I mean that with the greatest respect to Pitts, who looks like an absolute beast and will storm in the NFL. But the, the Cowboys don't well uh, <laughs> help in many other areas apart from uh, their offense, right? And corner in particular. So. There are two standout corners, right, that are likely to go... Well, firstly, how many corners do you think will go in the first round? Um, I think it's probably only two in the first round. Um, but that's that's because kind of team needs and the, and the fact that you'll be able to get good cornerbacks further down if you mm. so if you so desire. That's the argument for the Cowboys taking pits, right? Dealing up to get him because they think they can stack up later on. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that exactly, there's only there's only one... There's only one Pitts, um, and he is an absolute phenomenal player. He's, in a way that you could argue, is the second best player in the draft, um, after a guy called Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of him. Trevor, oh, with the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the guy. Make, make a note of him. You might, you might hear, you might hear about him. Uh, um, what would they have to give the Cowboys to, to move up to six from ten? A first oh. round of next year. Um, I, I would, I would reckon so. Yeah, I think you'd be looking at giving up. Obviously, this year's first round pick, next year's first round pick. Um, I think that would be a fair deal, um, depending on you know the way the way things shake out. I, it, it's certainly not a crazy move. I don't if they if they decided that they wanted to go and make a move for for Kyle Pitts, I don't think many of us would be like, oh. That's a bit weird. Yeah. You know, why would why would someone do that? It's not, well, he's the second best player in the right. in the entire draft class. Can so. bank on him nailing it. All right. So let's say they don't though. Let's just say they play it safe. So who are the two corners? At what order do you have them that you think are going to go in the first round? Well, I'm going to say I think the first one taken is Patrick Sertan the second, um, son of Patrick Sertan, uh, NFL Pro Bowler. Um, so Patrick Satan played at Alabama. You're going to get a lot of this in the first round. There's going to be a lot of Alabama players taken in, in the first round. Um, he started for three years um, and was a, an amazing kind of press and man-to-man guy. Um, spent a lot of time in the nickel. He only allowed four touchdowns um, in 41 career games. That's that's pretty good going, four touchdowns. Um He's not, he's not kind of the strongest guy, um, but he's got great instincts, a great head for the game. And just, he seems to think a step ahead, um, pretty much every wide receiver he's up against. I, I would say he's a future pro bowler mm. and a very, very safe pick. He's a going safe to, bet. Yeah, he's so, going to go in the first round and he's going to have a very, very good NFL career. JC Horn, uh, son of Joe Horn, one of my all-time favorite NFL players, uh, not least because of the mobile phone uh, end zone celebration. JC Horn, as and when he gets a pick six in the NFL, if he doesn't wheel out oh. the mobile phone taped to the post, 
uh, there, there's going to be trouble. There yeah, we, we riot. We riot if he doesn't do that. <laughs> JC um, yeah, J- uh, JC. he's South Carolina corner. So how does he differ from uh, Patrick Sertain? Well, I mean, in some ways, there's a lot of similarities. They both played in the SEC. They were both superstars there. They were both three-year starters. They both allowed very few touchdowns. He's got to be a bit more mentally disciplined. I don't mean kind of like personal fouls, but just kind of like little bits of kind of lack of concentration sometimes. But he's perhaps got the best the best body out of the out of the cornerbacks. He's also a very instinctive player. He just needs to kind of focus a bit more. Very competitive guy. Um, again, a sort of press man coverage. He will be absolutely fantastic. If if somebody says, "Oh, I prefer Horn," and someone says, "I prefer Satan," there's not a, a lot of, to put between right. them. Yeah, they okay. are both future, long term NFL starters. All right, uh, and then Asante Samuel Jr., the other uh, the other son of a great player, uh, casting his hat into the ring. You don't think he will go first round though, the Florida State corner? No, I don't. I don't think he will. I mean, that's that's not a knock on that's not a knock on him. I just think there is there is a drop off. Um, and it's not a massive drop off, but because of the because of the depth at cornerback, I don't think there's a need. Now it might be it might be that he does, but you've probably there's, so there's not that he's got a famous father, but Greg Newsom at Northwestern, he's perhaps more likely to go in the first round, and potentially even Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia mm-hmm. Tech, who who sat out this season. These are all players who I think have first round talent. I just think a couple of them are going to are going to fall. Caleb Farley, perhaps because he skipped the season, and for the others, just just a little bit lack of quality mm. paired with the two. Um, the other two are closer to the finished article already. All right, so reasonably decent class, uh, or very decent class actually. I correct myself there for, for corners and certainly depth there too. Not so much edge rushes right so on the edge slimmer pickings anybody you can see going in round one yeah i my favorite is um, i gotta make sure i spell i I say his name right aziz ojalari and he's from he's from georgia and he started for two years at georgia was very very productive started off as a started off as a linebacker before moving kind of further wide onto the edge very explosive guy um he can just his his movement when he's sort of flying through the offensive line because he kind of like dips and comes back up is really nice. He's very versatile. I think lots of defenses can use a player like him. I think he's going to make an immediate impact. He is, to me, the best pass rusher in this class. And he should... He should go top 20. Whether mm. he does, I don't know, but I feel that I feel that he should. He's he's the best edge guy, although I do like um Quitty Pie as well from Michigan, who um he's not as versatile, he doesn't have as many moves. Um so I don't think I don't think he's gonna go top twenty, but he's just he's powerful, got plenty of energy, and just one of those one of those dynamic players who will just cause chaos in the right in the right scheme and i think if he's if he is picked say you know in the, in the 20s he's going to a team that is probably already pretty good anyway so that mm. will that will play to his advantage but those are the two edge rushers i like other defensive players we should be keeping an eye out for in the first round uh michael parsons um is 
he's a potential top 10 player. He's got top 10 talent. He's a linebacker out of Penn State. Um, he opted out. Maybe he would be definitely top 10 if he hadn't opted out and there was there was more tape of him, but there's plenty. There's still plenty out there. He's an impressive guy. He is fast. He is strong. He reacts very quickly to everything going on. Very intelligent player. He is going to be the the brains in in some lucky defense i think um he's that sort of he's that sort of player he's he is one of the biggest talents in the draft his stock has dropped and mm. why am i because of what we said earlier on because just offensive players usurping him or that that and skipping the season well mm. I, I mean skip right skipping the season i'm going to clear something up here because it's something that has been bothering me there have been there's been talk from certain nfl teams who have done so anonymously but they've been saying to the press how they are ranking players lower if they sat out the season for covid reasons now these college players are not paid forget about the tuition they are not paid they make a lot of money for their universities a lot of these players live in multi-generational households they might have a parent going out to work they might have a grandparent living with them and they thought look do you know what I'm going to try and avoid this, not make anyone in my family critically ill. I'm going to keep my body safe. Yeah. I've got the draft coming up. Right. I would say to those NFL GMs, how dare you judge these young men who are not being paid, who have been giving their all for their universities. Their, their coaches certainly aren't bad-mouthing them. Give them more credit and they will have reasons for sitting out. It's not laziness. It's not a lack of competitive edge. These are players who wanted to be prepared as well as possible yeah. for the NFL draft. So Micah Parsons is going to get a little bit of a raw deal. And whoever drafts him will end up feeling very lucky. Another linebacker. It was brilliantly, <laughs> brilliantly said. Uh, and I do not want to take any of the weight out of uh, your words really articulately, articulately put forward. It does still remind me, as you say that, of draft day. <laughs> heavily so. But then so much right now reminds me of draft yes. day. So, but that's very yeah, everything, much every, what cost everything this week. In light of a, 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 a sinister GM that is uh, letting somebody stop for because of that, Costner would take, <laughs> Costner would take Micah Parsons, I think is what we're saying. Yeah, I mean... I'm hoping he's going to join us on Friday morning. Um, the other, <laughs> the other linebacker I really like is Jeremiah Wusu uh, mm-hmm. from from Notre Dame. Notre Dame. He, um, you know, I said about kind of a, a lack of a lack of mental discipline. Um, he has he has the same issue sometimes. Just makes some silly mistakes, but he's an explosive player, and he is sometimes he he reacts so well that he it's it's like he's kind of read the other team's playbook and knows what's coming. He can be a bit like when uh, I'm not comparing him to Brian Urlacher, but the way Brian Urlacher started as a safety and then came into the league as, right. as a linebacker, uh, you can, you can really push a Wusu back and you could, you can put him in the nickel. You can, you can play him a safety. He is a very versatile guy. And he is, he is someone who in another draft, I think could go, could go top 10 if it wasn't mm. for a, a crazy crop of wide receivers and quarterbacks. So there's great value in the second half of the first round mm. where Awusu and Micah Parsons might fall and they, they will prove to be stunning value. Quarterbacks, obviously the highest stock of all as usual, strong receiver class again, players like Pitts in the mix too, but then a decent offensive tackle collective as well. The headline act being Penny Sewell from Oregon, 
who we widely expect is going to go top 10. Whoever lands in Ben, what kind of player are they getting? <sighs> They're getting potentially the next Orlando Pace. I think Wow, he's as good an offensive tackle coming into this league as there's been for some time. Now, I love Tristan Wirfs, and I thought that was a great pick from the box, and he ended up surpassing even my expectations. He was perhaps the most reliable rookie in the NFL last yeah, year. It just happens yeah. to be offensive tackles don't win rookie of the year. Yeah, right. uh, otherwise, otherwise he would because he was he was like a pro pro bowl level player from day one. Mm. Um Penny Sewell, I think is is better. He didn't play last season. He opted out as well, which at least means he is very you know, he's very healthy. Um, there's things he's got to things he's got to work on, little kind of timing issues. But he's very intelligent, very coachable. He's a he's a big guy, but never feels like the the way the way that he is in his stance. It looks like he can never be pushed over. Mm. He just manages to get just the right angles, and just the, he moves quickly considering his size. He is if he doesn't go top five, if the Bengals don't take. Pene Sewell, Joe Burrow should be furious because mm. I think a lot of Bengals fans will be thinking, oh, let's give Joe Burrow a weapon. If he spends half his time on the ground because he doesn't have Pene Sewell blocking for him, what is the point? Right. His season was ended by injury. Not, you know, I'm not putting that down to poor offensive line play, but protect the guy. If you want Joe Burrow mm. to succeed, protect him. It isn't just about the weapons. Pro protect him it's Penny a safer Sewell. play it's a safer play as well isn't it because i i know that there is a, a school of thought which is a fairly logical one that if you're taking a blindside tackle and they don't in terms of their career play out as a as a, as a left tackle assuming you talk about a right-handed quarterback you can move him either to the other side flip him to right tackle or even move him in side to guard then at least you're getting a serviceable 10-year career and it's maybe not if you're reaching uh, you know five six seven in the draft it's maybe not value for what you've paid, but it's there is a, a plan B with a play. If you take a receiver and he doesn't work out, you know, maybe special teams, but that's kind of about it, right? So it's a safer play always to take the offensive tackle over the receiver if you need it. Yeah, I, I in general, if you take an offensive tackle, the floor is so much higher than most other positions. Mm. Um, you know, you talk about, moving moving an offensive tackle somewhere else my second favorite lineman uh Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern who again I think is a top 10 talent but probably won't go in the top 10 he like some scouts see him oh he's going to be he's going to be a guard he's going to be a center he's going to be a left tackle also nobody can really decide because he can play so well along the lines he's a very, very smart player, as pretty much every player that comes out of Northwestern is. He is very intelligent, technically almost almost flawless. Why are certain colleges like Northwestern particularly prolific in developing certain positions? So, so for example, Northwestern, a strong track record in linemen, right? So why is that? Um, maybe offensive linemen are that much cleverer than everybody else that they can they can get into Northwest and there've been some good offensive linemen coming out of Stanford as well. I mean, mm. certain, certain schools will put a premium on particular positions. Um, it seemed like the university of Wisconsin would just have fantastic offensive linemen. And at least at the college level, fantastic running backs, 
because the offensive lines were so good. You remember the the Denver Broncos of the late 90s and early 2000s where they could put anyone back there and they would get mm. a thousand yards because of those offensive lines. Right. And certain schools will will be able to recruit these bigger guys whereas the, where there's a bit less glamour mm. and get them in and tell them, look, this is this is a production line for the NFL. Come here if you want to play on Sundays and Northwestern mm. has become one of those sort of places. Mm. So you like Rashawn Slater. Who else do you like in terms of tackle? Uh, Christian Darasaw um, from Virginia Tech started for three years there um, at left tackle. He sometimes just gets gets caught out where you think he where, when you think he shouldn't. Um, those plays don't happen often, but sometimes when they do happen, they you, they really kind of like me. Like, I, I don't want to see that. But his the way he moves his body is fantastic. He's just very, very. He's got he's got great footwork. You know the the whole thing of like good footwork for a big guy. Mm. That's that is that is him. Great technique, but he just needs to. He needs more reps against um, good defensive players, and I think you know he's gonna he's gonna end up going to a good going to a good team who will already have a already have a quarterback in place you'd imagine if the, if you're picking in the last 10 picks mm. as i think he might go um and then and then really it's the it's the guards um and there's one guard in particular that that stands out and that's um elijah vera tucker out of usc now he is i mean obviously there's a lot less there's a lot less glamour in the guard position if there is such kind of if there is any glamour <laughs> on the offensive line they don't get the credits um, that the tackles do, but he is he is absolutely fantastic. He is just the way the way that he blocks, the way that he protects. He's just he's got it all. He's a very well balanced player, and I mean that in both in both ways. In that he's got a good cross section of skills, but also he just seems super balanced. That he does not get he does not get pancaked. I was reading a scouting report on him that said he could play any position other than center on the line. Right? That he, yeah, I mean, has he done that at USC? Is that what somebody will look at and think? The flip side of what I just said. So go big on a tackle. That worst case scenario, if they're uh, you know as long as they don't completely flame out of the NFL, we'll get X number of years out of them somewhere on the line. Well, they look at a player like him and think, well, we he could progress and we might end up with a blindside tackle for a lot less than we would pay for one of the, the more notable names. Yeah, certainly. So he played so he is being projected as a guard, but he's played plenty of uh offensive tackle right. at USC. He was left tackle. I mean, he came into USC as what one of the top rated offensive tackles in the country. So they brought him in as an offensive tackle. Lots of scouts feel that he will be a a better fit at guard but let's say you you bring him in as guard you can you can see how he is at tackle and if you know if you get an injury the fact if you if you have a guard who you can plug in at left tackle if there's an injury is yeah happy days yeah that's priceless okay any other names any any position you can go for i know that we've done other episodes on skill positions in particular, but anyone else you want to throw in before we wrap uh, ahead of round one that you think our listeners should be keeping an eye on that you think either could sleep a pick, could be a surprise first round pick that not people are talking about, throw some other names out there for us. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pick out a cornerback who I, who I've really liked, who I think may well drop to the third round and a cornerback hungry team um, will get a bargain. That's Aaron Robinson out of UCF um, started for two years there 
Um, he's again just got a little bit of mental discipline that he needs to that he needs to figure out. But he is so incredibly athletic, and he can play pretty much anywhere in the secondary. I think he'll be an absolute bargain um, for someone in the in the third round. Aside from that, the the linebacker class is not getting a lot of uh, publicity this year, but I think there's a lot of value to be had in the in the really late rounds. So one guy I like who I think will be picked in the fourth and maybe even the fifth is Derek Barnes from Purdue. He's incredibly competitive. He's got a fantastic body. He's very physical. He's got work to be done. There's a lot of kind of rough edges there. I can see him being drafted in the fourth or fifth round and being an absolutely outstanding player on special teams and working his way into the defensive rotation as an inside linebacker. He's a great pass rusher and he's quite typical of the sort of players available in the fourth or fifth round in the defensive positions because they're they're getting overlooked in the first round and there's going to be so much quality that gets pushed down. So I, you know, I feel like Derek Barnes is a, is a third round talent and he could easily get picked in the fifth. So he's 100% going to Foxborough. Is what, is what oh, he would be. Bill Belichick would love Derek Barnes. Uh, Bill Belichick is licking his chops hearing your take on the value you're going to be getting in <laughs> rounds five and six. Uh, disappointingly, no kickers or punters mentioned. Ben Isaac. Uh, no, I am uh, of taking any kickers or punters. I don't feel that is a. I don't feel that's a good move. Um, if if you did really want to draft a kicker, Evan McPherson from Florida is the best guy. Um, he could be drafted. Um, there's not. There's not a lot of great. A lot of great kickers coming into the league. There isn't. Uh, there isn't a sea bass for someone to use a ridiculously high draft pick on. Um, if you if you're in the market for a punter, Aguirre was it? Wasn't Aguirre a second round pick? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, true. After true. that, no one's ever going to. No, draft. exactly, yeah, exactly. Right? Lesson learned. Um, and if you want to punt a punter, Max Duffy from Kentucky, punter use hashtag is the guy. If you're really gonna, if you really want to use like a sixth round pick on a punter, Max Duffy's your man. But let's not overlook the long snappers. Yeah, you know, and there's a couple of good long snappers who may get drafted. Thomas Fletcher from guess where Alabama. And Turner Bernard from San Diego State, um, and I do like. I mean, it's it's not the craziest name. It's not the craziest name in the draft. But when I when I look at my long snapper list, which I'll admit I don't spend hours each day looking at my long snapper list, but <laughs> Cameron Cheeseman um, from Michigan, who just fine name like, for a long snapper. It sounds like um, exactly. It's perfect, like long snapper superhero. Uh, Cameron Cheese. Love it. And again, long snapper, Bill Belichick. If, if somebody's drafting a long snapper, it's going to be the Patriots. Right. So imagine in like three years' time, Cameron Cheeseman catching a two point conversion in the Super Bowl yes. to win the game. To, to win the Super Bowl for the best. But from which quarterback? From Trey Mac Jones. From Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. <laughs> Where they, the, the Patriots make a trade on draft day. Yes. Uh, they trade up to number two. Uh, to take Mac Jones. I love it. Uh, great work, Ben. I really appreciate your insight uh, in the build-up to the draft. Apologies for my incessant draft day references, uh, but I know you like. It. I know you like it really. Uh, and we're back Friday morning, as we said at the top of the show, for our first reaction. Expect a lot of hot takes from Benedict oh, the, on Friday the, the, morning. The takes will be hotter than hotter than your breakfast as you listen to the as you listen to us. You know you don't you don't need to stay up. We'll do it for you. We'll take care you don't of have, it for you. We don't have to deal with the ad breaks. You just need us that morning. We'll break it all down for you. There's there's no better people to do it than you and I, Nat. And 
most importantly of all, Commissioner Goodell can hug the players. Thank God for that. Oh. I'm glad that news was broken. Our long uh, international nightmare week. is over. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the players will be breathing a collective sigh of relief with that news. Uh, great stuff, Ben. Uh, go back and check out Ben's brilliant insight over the last couple of weeks on the other College Days pods. We are going to be rolling, not just after the first round of the draft on Friday, but through the off-season into next season. College Days is here to stay as a fixture as part of the show. Uh, And Ben is front and centre for that. Look after yourself, bud. We'll see you Friday. You too. Get some sleep. Lovely stuff as ever from Ben. And as we said, we're back Friday morning with everything you need to know about the first round of the draft. And I wonder, I just wonder if Commissioner Goodell is going to drop more gags, more one-liners like he did in the lockdown draft last year. I hope he does. I hope they maintain that. And I hope they just become cheesier and badly executed even more than last year. Are we going to see Jerry Jones on his yacht? Are we going to see Daniel Snyder on his yacht? More importantly, yacht wars. What's Kingsbury going to bring out and wheel out this year? All of this, I'm sure we'll be getting into as well as, you know, which players went where. (laughs) The small matter of that as well. So that's coming on Friday morning. Uh, Also next week, I and Mike back in the house. All your Carson fans, lock in that one. He's going to give us his take on the draft. On free agency so far, the off-season so far, Iron Mike has got plenty to say. So we're going to have a bumper-bumper edition with him catching up with the big man. So that is all coming your way. Plenty more besides as we roll through the off-season. So keep it locked in right here. Enjoy the drop. We'll see you Friday. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.